this is Dr. Bob Evans, and welcome to our podcast, Parental Alienation from Couch to Courtroom and Beyond. We will discuss the resisting and refusing dynamic, commonly referred to as parental alienation, how you'll know it's happening in your case, and what can be done about it. Parental alienation can cause stress and trauma in high-conflict cases. These podcasts focus on how attorneys and mental health professionals can support families and children. Well, welcome to, looks like, episode 24. I want to talk today, uh, an article that came out from the Parent Alienation Study Group um, back in September that talked about parental alienation is in the DSM-5 Dash TR. TR, of course, talks about text revised. It's just simply a update on the DSM-5. But the actual words of parental alienation um, are not in the DSM-5 or the ICD, the International uh, Classification of Diseases published by the World Health Organization. Well, what we have is a communication from the steering committee and the senior membership of the uh, American Psychiatric Association. They communicated to Dr. William Burnett, and um, Dr. Burnett and Dr. Baker published an article for um, the Parent Alienation Study Group. And I'm going to read sections of it. I'm going to talk about the content of it, and it's pretty exciting for those who are looking at the justification, uh, the validity of the terminology parental alienation. What doctors Burnett and Baker say is that for years, the concept of parental alienation is in the Diagnostic and Statistical Manual of Mental Disorders, the fifth edition. Uh, This newest one is the text revised one the DSM-5-TR, and so it says the concept of parental alienation is in the DSM, even if the actual words have not been included. So there's new information uh, that the senior officials of the American Psychiatric Association have unequivocally confirmed that parental alienation is included in Parental Child Relational Problem, that is PCRP, Parental Relationship Parent, let me do it again, Parent Child Relational Problem is one of the mental conditions in the DSM-5-TR. Now, there are people out there that want to even object to the uh, words mental condition, but I'm going to cover that in a minute or a few minutes. But let's talk about the substance of this new article because it's pretty exciting, I think. Um, So there were several members of the Parent Alienation Study Group that approached the uh, American Psychiatric Association, the steering committee of the American Psychiatric Association, to, again, consider the inclusion of parental alienation in the DSM-5-TR. And the committee, uh, the leadership of the steering committee, rejected the idea of including including the terminology parental alienation because they repeatedly, repeatedly explained it's not necessary to add, quote, parental alienation, close quote, or even simply, quote, alienation, close quote, to the DSM-5-TR because the concept is included 
already included in the definition of parent-child relational problem. It's already included according to the steering committee. According to the committee, they said we have received multiple messages from Lamia Yosef, Dr. Lamia Yosef, and Senior DSM Operating Manager. That's Dr. Yosef is the Senior Operating Manager. Quote, it is not necessary to add the term parental alienation as an example of parent-child relational problems since the description of parent-child relational problems already encompasses the kind of interactions often designated as parental alienation. This was in an email from Dr. Yosef to Dr. William Burnett in July of 2023. Subsequently, Dr. Yosef repeated that it is unnecessary to add the word alienation to the description of parental child relational problem. Quote, the current description of PCRP is inclusive of situations in which a child's relationship with one parent may be adversely affected by pressure from the other parent. This was in an email from Dr. Yosef to Dr. Burnett in September of 2023. The chairperson of the steering committee, Dr. Applebaum, endorsed the messages from Dr. Yosef and added that we are welcome to share these opinions of the steering committee with mental health and legal professionals and the general public. So the conclusion of the steering committee that the definition of parent-child relational problem includes the concept of parental alienation. We're also endorsed by Dr. Narrow and Dr. Wambolt, who were the authors of the description of the parent-child relational problem in the DSM-5-TR. So we look at the determination by the DSM-5-TR Steering Committee that parental alienation is already included in the description of the parent-child relational problem. This has important implications for mental health practitioners. That is, when psychiatrists, psychologists, mental health professionals in general recognize a child or family member as experiencing parental alienation, it is appropriate to identify them with the term parent-child relational problem, which is a Z code Z62.820. That's in the DSM-5-TR. A similar policy is in place with regarding the International Classification of Diseases, Dash uh, 11. It's the 11th edition. It's referred to as the ICD-11. This is a book of diagnoses published by the World Health Organization. Personnel at the ICD-11 have provided explicit guidance to the effect that children diagnosed with parental alienation may be identified as having the ICD-11 condition caregiver-child relational problem. And the website of the World Health Organization states that in situations in which an, an individual labeled with, they say the words is this condition, i.e. with parental alienation, presents for health care, other ICD-11 content is sufficient to guide coding. Users may classify cases to caregiver 
parent-child relational problem, period. So thus, parental alienation is not a freestanding diagnosis in either the DSM-5-TR or the ICD-11. However, the two diagnostic systems are consistent, as we've been saying for years, consistent in that both of them allow for the coding of cases involving parental alienation. In the DSM-5-TR, parental alienation may be identified as parental child relational problem, a Z62.820. In the ICD-11, parental alienation may be identified as caregiver child relationship problem, QE52.0. So the recent communication from the steering committee of the American Psychiatric Association focused on the mental condition, parent-child relational problem, several DSM-5 diagnoses may be appropriate to use in cases of parental alienation, depending on the details of the clinical presentation and the focus of the clinical tension. I want to go back to the word diagnoses because what we hear frequently is that for some reason, people have a problem with the word diagnoses. And so let's take a look at what that definition might look like. Here we go. We look at the definition from the Merriam-Webster Dictionary and the word diagnosis, the art or art of identifying a disease from its signs and symptoms, the decision reached by diagnosis. Number second definition, investigation or analysis of the cause or nature of a condition a situation, or a problem. You know, you take your car to a car mechanic and they, quote, diagnose the problem. This isn't necessarily linked strictly to healthcare. It frequently is, not exclusively. So the second level of definition is a statement or conclusion of such an analysis, an analysis or an investigation into a situation, a condition, or a problem. So that takes care of the word um, diagnosis, which seems to be a hang-up for some people, which is kind of interesting why they focus on that. So let's take a look at some other diagnoses. So the information relative to the parent-child relational problem, basically the definition of this mental condition, and I will come back to the using the word condition because that seems to bother some people too, includes, quote, negative attributions of the other's intentions, comma, hostility toward the other, comma, and unwarranted feelings of estrangement, close the quote. So the diagnosis of PCRP would be appropriate if the focus of clinical attention is on the relationship between the alienated child and the alienated parent or the rejected parent. The other diagnosis, which would be appropriate, would be the child affected by parental relationship distress. This is a Z code, Z62898. And yes, I know Z codes are not necessarily mental condition diagnoses. I got that. This is a mental condition. The definition of child affected by parental relationship distress includes negative effects of parental relationship discord. For example, high levels of conflict, distress, or disparagement on a child in the family. 
The diagnosis of child affected by parental relationship distress would be appropriate if the focus of clinical attention is on the mental condition of the alienated child. The next definition is the child psychological abuse. Child psychological abuse is a diagnosis, a T74.32XA. The definition for this includes harming or abandoning people or things that the child cares about. It's parental alienation. The diagnosis of child psychological abuse can be given to the adult perpetrator of maltreatment or the child victim of maltreatment. This diagnosis would be appropriate if the focus of clinical attention is on the activities of an abusive, alienating parent. Next, we have delusional symptoms in the context of relationship with an individual with prominent delusions. This DSM-5-TR terminology for the mental disorder that previously was recalled the folia du, I'm not saying that correct, I'm not proficient in French, and shared psychotic disorder. In severe cases of parental alienation, the underlying explanation might be a delusional disorder in the favored or the alienating parent, and in such a case, it would be appropriate to diagnose the child with delusional symptoms in the context of relationship with an individual with prominent delusions. Next, we have a factitious disorder imposed on another. This is an F code F68.A. This is a DSM-5-TR terminology for the mental disorder that previously was called fictitious disorder by proxy in some cases of parental alienation. The alienating parent might falsify physical or psychological signs or symptoms in order to cause the child to appear ill, injured, or abused. In such a case, it would be appropriate to diagnose the perpetrator, not the child, with the factitious disorder imposed on another. We see this frequently to um, sabotage a custodial arrangement, a time-sharing arrangement. One parent will put the child in a psychiatric hospital and claim that the child is suicidal, is stressed out, can't deal with the other parent, etc., etc. Happens, unfortunately, frequently. Now, the child, of course, has a a mental condition record of being suicidal. Finally, we have the identity disturbance due to prolonged and intense coercive persuasion. It's an F code F44.89. In some cases of parental alienation, the child who has been subjected to intense coercive persuasion, i.e. indoctrination, thought reform, you know, used to be called what, brainwashing, may present with prolonged changes in or conscious questioning of their identity. In such a case, it would be appropriate to diagnose the child with identity disturbance due to prolonged and intense coercion. So the paper by Dr. Burnett and Dr. Baker conclude that although the ter- actual words parental alienation are not found in the DSM-5-TR, there are many ways for clinicians to identify a child or family member who are experiencing the pathological relationship that characterizes this mental condition. It may be appropriate to use multiple diagnoses for the family members depending on the focus of the clinical attention. For example, 
a, a parent manifesting a severe level of alienating behaviors, i.e. the favored parent, might be identified as being a perpetrator of, of child pro- psychological abuse, while the maltreated child might be identified as having a child uh, C-A-P-R-D, which is the child affected by parental relationship distress. The complete definition and description of these conditions are found in the current edition of the DSM-5-TR. Practitioners evaluating a child or a family that might be experiencing parental alienation are advised to collect clinical information from multiple sources, consider all the possible underlying causes of contact refusal or parent-child contact problems, and carefully apply the criteria for the pertinent mental disorders and conditions. So that was the paper by Dr. Burnett, and I, I, I re- deliberately was repetitive in some places because I will tell you that I have consistently been giving testimony all over the country, and I will repeatedly be asked, well, but parent alienation is not in the DSM-5. Parent alienation is not recognized by the psychological community, et cetera, et cetera. And I will con- basically say that, no, it's, it's recognized by the organizations because it's, rec- it's included in other uh, diagnoses. So one of the things that people kind of object to is the word mental condition. And so I'm going to look at the DSM-5-TR, and I have a desk reference that I used. And if you go to page 305 in the desk reference, it talks about other conditions that may be a focus of clinical attention. It starts out with, this chapter includes conditions and psychosocial or environmental problems that may be a focus of clinical attention or otherwise affect the diagnosis, the course, the prognosis, or the treatment of an individual's mental disorder. This might include the diagnosis, the course, the prognosis, the treatment of an individual's mental disorder. And this is where you will find child psychological abuse. You'll find parent-child relational problems. You'll find uh, parent affected by parental distress. These are all, quote, mental conditions. So there should not be any, any discussion about that. And we can take a look at some of them. Psychological abuse, the parent-child relational problem. It's a Z code. It's Z62.82. This is in the DSM-5-TR. The a 6282 pertains to a parent with a biological child. 62821 pertains to a parent with an adopted child. 62822 pertains to a parent foster child. And 62898 is for an other caregiver and the child. But looking at the parent-child relational problem, it states this includes cognitive problems may be negative attributions of the other's intentions, negative attributions of the other's intentions, hostility toward or scapegoating of the other. 
and unwarranted feelings of estrangement. Affective problems may include feelings of sadness, apathy, anger about the other individual in the relationship. So I don't want to keep going because I'll be winding reading this whole book because it pertains to so many things. But it's a real step forward for the mental health community and the legal community. Maybe they could stop asking me, but it's not in the DSM-5. Anyway, you all have a great time. We'll talk to you again another time. Don't forget, go to NAOPAS to see what we have up there. We keep including new things. I'm going to be working on some new courses specifically addressing this topic, and I'm going to address some other ones uh, in terms of identifying parental alienation as child abuse. I wrote a paper on it. I want to do a little training on it, let people understand how that works. You all take care and um, see you next time. Thank you so much for joining us today. For more information on this topic, please visit www.drbobevans.com or www.naopas.com. We offer classes for both legal and mental health professionals to help educate them on the signs and strategies of parental alienation and how to move forward for a healthier environment for the children of divorce. Please visit www.naopas.com and sign up for our courses and use coupon code PODCAST for a 50% discount. <music>